Craft Beer Radio, episode 98, December 18th, 2007. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio, the show dedicated to craft beer and the craft brewing industry. This is Jeff Bear. I'm Greg Weiss. And tonight we are going to be drinking some gifted beers. It'll be our Christmas show. Yay! Hooray! Jingles. Holiday show. Oh, season's greetings, Greg. <laughs> Last week I got to meet up with Jeff Everest from Australia for the second time. He's been I in unfortunately couldn't be there, but that's cool. So I uh, met down with Fatheads, shared some beers. He brought us some beers all the way from Australia and New Zealand. So it. we're going to give these a try. Let's start off with this one. This is the one that Jeff has not had. It's called Pepper Jack. Pepper Jack. Maybe it's as good as Pepper Draft. I, I hope. It can, only, it can only be better than Pepper Draft. Let's put it that way. Okay, so we're going to use the, the Cap and Catcher to open this puppy up again. I put the link up on the website. You can get 15% off the Cap and Catcher. And there'll be... Decap and Catcher. Decap and Catcher. And it actually missed the magnet that time. Uh oh. That's must, the first time it failed. I must have been crooked or something. So I'll be able to pull Past it. Past performance is no guarantee of future success. <laughs> so, what is this Pepper Jack beer? And that sounds like a cheese, right? I mean, Pepper Jack cheese is uh, Monterey Jack with hot peppers in it. This is called a handcrafted ale. It is produced by the Saltram Wine Estate in Australia, 4.7% alcohol. He says it's brewed by Matilda Bay in Melbourne, he thinks. This is the only beer that Jeff hasn't had, and he saw it there, so he wanted to give us a tr- give it for us to give it a try. It uh, pours a nice dark red, almost, uh, orangish red. Uh, looks almost like a Vienna lager, wouldn't you say, with the color? Sort of. It says here on the back, Herberjack Ale can be enjoyed on any occasion, but is best suited to your fridge rather it's, than your cellar. It's hoppy. It's different. It has a very light body very and flavor. Light. I mean, it's it's... It's not a Vienna lager, that's for sure. It's definitely an yeah. ale. Um, well, it could be lager. It's it, you know, it, it tastes ale like. It's such me. a clean. Well, I think it's the hops, right? It has a very clean malt profile to it. Super clean. Yeah. And then there's this citrusy, sour type hop flavor that's coming through. It, does the hop kind of hit you sour? Like a little bit of. It's like the tartness that you get from. Like bread, but it doesn't taste like a bread beer or it's anything. It's not sour. I mean, it's... You're not getting that tartness? On, I mean, it tastes fruity, not really tart to me. Okay. It's... It, like you said, it's light. It has... It has. Let me taste this again because it's a, it's a hard one to describe because it's, it's so... I don't want to say nondescript. <laughs> that would be funny. It's... It's subtle. It's very subtle. So this beer is best before... Um, july 22nd of next year so it has a fairly long shelf life on it six months or so it's got a bit of a hop edge to it it's it's the hops really prominent in the aroma but not as much in the flavor yeah but then you get a little bit in the late flavor of it we got an email from harp in alabama he uh we talked about the uh, states that had the laws and he refreshed our memory on what the alabama uh alcohol cap is they cannot sell beer over six percent and you can't sell beer in a bottle over 22 ounces. So you can have bombers, you can but, have you bombers can't have but you can't go 750 milliliters, for instance. Yeah, which is slightly bigger than I 22 ounces. Yep. And he um, 
He he mentioned uh, a group that we've talked about before, FreeTheHops.org, which is the uh, grassroots organization in Alabama to get those stupid laws repealed. So if you're in Alabama, you can go to FreeTheHops.org and join up and help get that stuff done. Think of all the great beers you can't have. But... On the other hand. Well, then there, but Harp says he travels frequently, and he's the one who sent us an email before about uh, packing the beer in his socks in his mm. luggage. And he says he found a new, even better way to ship beer. He says when you go to the bottle shop or the beer store, ask for an empty beer or wine case, and just uh, use that and check that as luggage. You know, pack it up with the free newspapers at the hotel. He says, and um, tape it all up, stick that sticker on the side, and just have Stay it fragile and, and just check it. Why not? So that'll work. That works. You just got to pad the bottles a little bit more than like when I used to carry on the same case of beer. Yeah. So you think about Pepper Jack? It's very subtle. It's um, hops are a little out of bounds on this one, don't you think? Mm, no, no, I don't think so. I think that they're they're just about right. This is um, four point seven percent alcohol, so it's not quite a session beer. It'd probably be better if it was dropped down in alcohol, say a percent. If it was three point seven five, I'd say this would be really nice as like a good session beer, just really easy drinker. At okay. four, it's a little bit. A little bit high, you know, it's close to five. It's 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 a little high for something that's really not exactly super flavorful, right? Yeah, it, it's interesting. It is. I think it's vigorously hopped, and the malt profile it's very light, so it's a it's a little at odds with itself. But it, it's not a horrible kind of mix. Reminds me a bit of in terms of depth of flavor, uh, skinny dip. From, mm. you know, because I mean, that was a different style altogether. But okay. in terms of the kind of depth of flavor you're getting, right. it, it, it was light and subtle, and, and the same way with this one. All right, so let's move on to the next beer. Oh, you still got another sip, don't you? We can move on, right? Yes. Okay, so this one is a beer from New Zealand. So for our listener, Greg from New Zealand should be happy. Jeff brought Emerson's Pilsner. And Jeff has some pretty good things to say about the Emerson beer. So let's open this puppy up. Captain Catcher worked. Yay. Caught it. Now this is an interesting bottle. What's the size on that one? It's um, half liter, I th- think. I think it's a five or five fifty. I think they call these five fifty mil. Looks, yeah. Oh, it's five hundred mils. It's half liter exactly. Now it pours a like you would expect to be a pilsner. It pours a very clear uh, yellow. It's a slight cloudiness to it, but it's still. I guess various. I don't know. It, it it seems like mine is even clearer than yours. Yeah, a little bit. I guess there's there's a slight haze to it. Um, it's not it's not as clear as the pepper jack was, where that thing was super clear but dark amber or not not dark amber but orangeish right. red. So in the aroma, I'm getting a lot of the the spicy continental hop aroma like a or so in the aroma, I'm getting a, a very uh, spicy hot, continental hops, I think, like a, a Zotz or something like that. Right, yeah, more on the spice and less on the free. Actually, so, actually, that's not really like a Zotz. That's more of, um, is that like Hellertau, maybe? It's clean. doesn't have a huge amount of, of you know, like hop. Like, for instance, it's not quite like Prima Pills, for instance, in terms of hoppiness. It, but it's not a, I don't think it's a Bohemian-style Pilsner, which is what... Uh, it, yeah. might be, it may be sort of more of a German style. Yeah, it's. it's I think it's closer to the German style. The, the first thing I noticed with the first two sips was, 
um, I'm not sure, is it is it the bitterness that's not there? Or, like, when I took a sip, there was this whole, like, this empty spot on my tongue where I expected to get hit with some flavor, and it just felt empty. And all around it, there was, like, the regular flavors. So it was like, imagine, like, drinking a Pilsner but with a hole in a part of it, you know? Right. Do you, you're getting what I'm saying? You... I, I am. I think that the bitterness really doesn't hit you until until much later. Uh, and it's sort of a dark, earthy bitterness as opposed to kind of, you know, the. but again, it is the German style pills are not the behemoth now, style. does this taste a lot like um, Sam Adams Imperial Pilsner? I don't remember. Okay. See, this is kind of reminding me of that. The hop flavor in it, that was different than a Victory or... Um, you know, uh, Pilsner or Quill. Actually, that's not that's a that's a Bohemian style. Uh, a Spot and Pills or something like that. I think uh, Brooklyn. Yeah, um, yeah. So this one is reminding more more of the flavor profile. This is the Emerson Pilsner from New Zealand. This is reminding more of the flavor profile of like the Sam Adams Imperial Pills. Not so much the the Rogue Morimoto Imperial Pills though. That one has a little more sweetness to it. It's been a long time since I had that one, so uh, I wouldn't be able to, to give you a good comparison to those. But this is this is decent. It's not seems like there's a little more uh, multi body to this than in a normal. Pills, it, it's a, a bit regular. more earthy than, than yeah. I think what we expect. It's or got, earthy? I think it's more of a maltiness or a, a sweetness. Or to, to me, it's hitting me especially near the back of my mouth. It's just kind of earthy, you know, bitterness. It's a little bit. Uh, a little bit earthy, dirty, you know, just it, it's a little bit down there as opposed to sort of the upper, the higher. This beer, of, uh, this is great. This is the first time I've ever seen this on a label. Traditionally fine using Isinglass, a fish product best served at five to seven degrees Celsius. <laughs> yeah, there's ground up swim bladder in this beer. <laughs> if you're a vegetarian, you might not want to drink the Eversons Pilsner. Uh, Isinglass is a fining agent uh, for those who aren't aware. Compounds in the beer that the yeast settle on and fall out of the beer. They stick to and fall out of the beer. Uh, other refining agents are Irish moss, which is a ground-up seaweed mm-hmm. type thing. But Isinglass is the one that comes from fish. It's the, the swim bladder, or like the oils from a swim bladder of the fish. Well, Budweiser uses beechwood aging for that, right? They they have the yeast settle on beechwood. Yeah, that's just to give a lot more surface area, because there's all the different chips of it in there. But yeah, they use beechwood because it's, it's a very neutral... Uh, surface area right. agent. Finding is technically different than, than what they do. I see. I saw that commercial, by the way, you were talking about. Actually, there's two commercials. I saw the, I saw both of them because okay. I was watching the Sealer game. Yeah, there was a, there's a new... Uh, that's a post-show thing, huh? Like, oh, no, I guess not. You it's know, beer. We do the macro muck when Anheuser-Busch or Coors or Bud do something stupid on commercials. They... Um, there's two Michelob commercials, the one I talked about before where they showed everyone in the, the barley malting facility. And then there's the new one where it's uh, the brewmaster Nathaniel and talking about all these new Michelob beers. And exactly what you said before. It, that's, that's, it, you know, it's very, it's very funny. Said, I was talking to, you know, two years ago, I was talking with uh, Doug Millman, vice president of brewing operations for Anheuser-Busch. I said, these are the kind of commercials you need to do. Right. And these two Michelob commercials are the kind of is exactly what I told them to do. Not only were they the kind of commercial they need to do, but they also your suggestion was take the Michelob line and make it your craft beer line. I know. And, and <laughs> <laughs> it's like 
Jeff should have a job there. Jeff should be, you know, in charge of craft beer marketing. For well, we'll see if it works. We'll see if it, it, it has the, you know, the right effect. But it's certainly, I mean, the thing is that people are a lot of people who are going to dismiss that out of hand, just saying, well, it's Budweiser. Some people hopefully will be convinced to. I mean, I think that the Michelob pack that that we got, and we didn't actually do it on the air, but. Um, I don't know if you still have them here. I still have a couple, but I wasn't, you know, planning on putting right. them on. But the, yeah, the variety pack we talked about last week. It's a good variety pack. It, I mean, it's it's it, there's nothing in there that's like you know exceptional wow beer, but there's beers in there that are all pretty good examples of the style and pretty good stuff. Yeah. So we got a big box here from big Gary box. Claus, <laughs> listener, superstar listener Gary. Gary Claus. So he um, here's a gift for you. Oh, wow. So open that up. Hey. Wow, Gary, thanks. You're awesome. This is a scarf in uh, uh, black gold and uh, colors and offices in white. I love beer. Yep, I got one too. So I'm wearing my, I do love beer. I'm wearing my I love beer scarf right Gary, now. Gary, you're awesome. So we're going to go try to go through real quick and see what Gary gave us here. Uh, hopefully, we're going to do it so quick so that it's not boring, but... They'll cut out a lot of the... the nice They'll cut out the... It's like wrapping, opening our Christmas presents Christmas morning. Because Gary brings us good stuff. Or for those of you like me, it's like it's like opening your Hanukkah presents on the second day of Hanukkah. So what you get over there? Boot Creek. Boot. Butt Creek. <laughs> uh, brewing company Fresh Hop Organic India Pale Ale. Very nice. Ooh. Deschutes Brewery. 19th Anniversary Golden Ale. <laughs> what we have here is the the Rock Hard Ten Imperial India Pale Ale from Mount Shasta. Shasta. Brewed and bottled by Golden West Brewing Company. Here's Mount Shasta's Winter Warmer Ale. Awesome. These are all bombers, and they get me excited. <laughs> That's like that. Was that awesome? <laughs> that was our first trip. Awesome. <laughs> There's a kid who was going in, in the airport going, awesome, the whole time. And there's Greg and I, like, catchphrase for, like, six months. Whoa, whoa. Moylan's White Christmas Belgian-style whip. Nice. Ooh, 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 ooh. Bison Brewing Winter Warmer. They're the ones that did that gingerbread hail. <laughs> Wowie, wow, Gives wow. a thumbs up for Greg. All right. That's awesome. Gary, you're the best. And thank you so much for the gift. And um, I love beer. And I love Gary. In a platonic oh, he, way. He also sent us a bunch of coasters. Our bar will never be short of coasters again. Thank you, Gary, for everything. And if you would like to send stuff, send, email to Jeff, <laughs> send an email to Jeff at craftbeerradio.com. Okay, we also got uh, two beers from uh, Gar- listener Barry. He sent us uh, the boulevard we did in the pre-show. The, the what's that called? The... Uh, the Lunar Ale is a nice uh, Dunkelweiss. And he also sent us a beer we're going to taste now. It's the New Glarus Brew Com- Brewing Company, Yokel. Oh. So I've never had this beer before. It's a uh, Wisconsin lager with yeast is what the label says. He says he thought it was prepared to part with a bottle of the Belgian Red or Raspberry Tart from New Glarus, but he just couldn't do it. I understand. <laughs> we definitely understand. Yeah, I told him that I wouldn't, I wouldn't part with it either. But Greg has never tasted it, so... <laughs> or, Sounds good. Exactly what I say. Didn't, uh, I, didn't I have the Belgian red or something? 
Where would you have had it, though? I don't know. I had Because the only time I had it before the beer fest, Great American Beer Fest, was at the uh, Heavyweight Open House. Huh. My neck's getting warm with this I Love Beer scarf on. <laughs> That's why I'm saving it until I go outside. Pours quite foamy. It pours almost identically to the uh, Emerson's Pilsner. It's this bright yellow with a little cloudiness to it. We got an email back from uh, the social retard, the beer retard, uh, about the pronunciation gate. You kind of yelled at him last week. I didn't yell. I mean, I want to point out that I wasn't trying to yell on pronunciation gate. I was trying to sort of end the whole practice. I wasn't trying to say you're wrong for, for calling us out on pronunciation because we should get correct pronunciation. I'm full of that. But I just – sometimes it feels like – I don't even know what I was trying to say. To yeah, I mean, he came you. on all like mean and hard edged on that one, <laughs> and he didn't even call it pronunciation. Did he was just helping no, us out? No, no, so. I, I, I really, I, I didn't mean to get. I mean, it just you know, I kind of felt like, oh god, here we go again, more pronunciation things that we did wrong with ridiculous localized pronunciation that we're never going to get right anyway. I mean, like he says, he didn't mean to like you know show us up. He just thought we'd like to know and get it right, and I agree. So Greg was just a little out of his. I don't know. Feeling a little extra. Maybe I was. Yeah, I was feeling sassy. Sassy. That's it. <laughs> but I mean, we appreciate getting it. I mean, we want to get it right. <laughs> he says, by the way, the phonetic representation of Skagit that I must have sent in the email mustn't have been any good because you jerks. He said a dirty word. Mispronounced it again. So how do we say it? He didn't even. He didn't even give us a repronunciation well, key. Is is uh, what he said before. What he said before was uh, Sagit, and it's actually Skagit, S-K-A-D-G-E-I-T. Skagit, right? Or Skagit? Skagit or Skagit? Is it French? Skagit? Someone needs to record how to say that and send it in. <laughs> when you like the Belgian pronunciation website. Um... No, I I don't want to discourage people from sending in correct pronunciations, but um, and I really don't know why I I got kind of like that. I just felt like here we go again. Right. right. <laughs> oh, he makes a, he just reminded me of something that I've been forgetting about way too long, and that is the the beer geek roundtable. So I put up that poll on the website. I've been meaning to promote it. I forgot it last right, show, right. and now like two of the dates that I put up on the poll are past. <laughs> So uh, I think we're going to have to look at January now. And um, so here's what we're going to do. And you guys can hold me to this. There will be a conversation thread in the message boards about the Beer Geek Roundtable. If you are interested, go there and say, I want to be in the Beer Geek Roundtable. And then I will say, okay, here's three dates. And you can order the dates in your preference. And I'll go through and I will pick the date. And then we'll have it, and I promise I'll do it, and it'll be done. This will be interesting because this would be one that I'm going to try from home. I'm going to get online with it with the rest of the listeners, and just going to do it here. So we're going to be all on the internet, on that wild, crazy thing on called that the wild, internet. crazy thing. And I have an idea for how we can do it really good with, with a whole bunch of people. Okay, without having a problem. Ventrilo or Ventrilo would be the answer. All right. Well, it will be easy for listeners to to use, install, and get accounts and all that stuff. Whether you're a Mac or uh, or PC, you can just download the Ventrilo client. It's free. Okay. And I have the server. It's my own server, so you can access it. And, yeah, and we'll have our own. Is it on a fat pipe or is it on your home? It's on uh, Pure Voice services, so it's on a fat pipe. So uh, 
Yeah. So we got the Nuglerus yokel here that we haven't talked about yet. We should give it some uh, attention. I give it a taste, and it's kind of it's got an interesting kind of honey flavor to it. Yeah, it kind of. It's, it says Wisconsin Lager, brewed with yeast, or what's that what say? With yeast? Brewed with yeast, yeah, imagine <laughs> that. It says Wisconsin Lager with yeast. It does have a bit of a like a honey-type flavor to it. That's interesting. It, it certainly has an ale flavor to it. It doesn't come across as, oh, yeah, that's a lot. Well, it's got yeast in it, so. Well, come on, Greg. <laughs> what does that mean, brewed with yeast? Does that mean that there's yeast? It doesn't say brewed with yeast. It says with yeast, so it's probably... Bottle conditioned or something. I guess, yeah. So try not to agitate that little bit there. We're going to have a big cloudy mess. Uh, there's not a ton of different flavors in this beer, but it's it's quite enjoyable. It's a, it's a nice drinker. I was looking for, like I said before, I was looking for the uh, alcohol by volume because I wanted to see how sessionable this is. Okay, so the Yokel is organized under Beer Advocate as a Keller beer or a Zweikel beer. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to look that up, right. won't we? The alcohol by volume is 4.2%. That's pretty good. That's close enough to sessional to be kind of there. I, you know, it's like 3 to 4% is where you wouldn't say session. Above 4, you're kind of pushing it, so it's, it's slightly pushing it. But I think it, it, it's pretty decent as a session beer. It's got it's got some nice honey flavor to it, like we said. I think this would go well with um, with wings. Yeah. So here's some information on the Keller beer. Um, we're learning with you on this one. This is a style that I haven't had come across yet. A rather old, rare, unique German beer style. Killer beers are unfiltered and unpasteurized lagers that date back to the Middle Ages. This beer is matured, unbunged. The beer is exposed in deep vaults. The final product is a smooth, naturally cloudy beer that's rich in vitamins from the yeast. Hop bitterness can be high. The alcohol will vary. Zweikel beer is similar to the Keller beer, but not as pronounced. So maybe this is a Zweikel beer. It's yeah, because it's not quite as pronounced. That not really getting much in the way of hops. I mean, there's a tiny bit of flavor at the end. It's kind of somewhat you can associate with hops if you're yeah, really, if you're looking for it. But yeah, it's mostly this kind of honey flavor, which may be from the yeast. I mean, maybe uh, an ester that comes from the yeast. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting beer. It really is. I it's, like it. And it's, it, it's close enough to session. I think it can qualify. And yeah, I mean, there's not many beers where I'm like, I could drink a ton of that. This might be one where I could drink a ton of that. That is, that's awesome. What's next on the list? You want to do one of the beers Gary sent us? Yeah, I do. Or do you want to do one of the beers that? These Jeff are reasonably brought? cold, so we can do one of these. Oh, yep. It's an IPA. What do we have here? IPA. I said we end it with something hoppy. Winter water. We have double Imperial India Pale here. <laughs> what do you say? Bring it on. All right. I'm going to use my water glass because I want to save a little bit of that killer beer for later. Oh. So this is our first beer from the selection that Gary sent us. This is the Rock Hard 10 Imperial India Pale Ale. Mount Shasta, brewed and bottled by the Golden West Brewing Company in Chico, California. 9.1% alcohol by volume. Here's your West Coast IPA of the night. This beer pours a beautiful dark orange, almost red, crystal clear, big head like you'd expect from a big hoppy beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, big heads because of the hop oils and the hops help keep head retention. You smelling anything? Uh, well, first two uh, sniffs sound, smelled like, man, I almost said... 
uh, first two sips, but I meant to say sniffs. And then well, you, I you, said, you often confuse aroma with flavor. I but mean, then I said, sound almost said sounds like instead of taste, smells like. You're all discombobulated. <laughs> okay, now I'm smelling hops. First two sniffs smell to me like uh, is it the mash or the brew cap? Reminded me of a brewery smell. I'm not sure what part though. And then now I'm smelling like a hoppy IPA. Um, my nose is busted. I'm not smelling anything. And I swirl it up and I get like a, a malt. The, I get an aroma that uh, is reminiscent of winter solstice, like that vanilla cherry type aroma. I got a little bit of that, so I can't wait to sit. I thought thing. I smelled a little bit of that, but I wasn't sure. Maybe my nose isn't quite as broken as I think it is. It's certainly not in the flavor, though. Hop bomb. There you go. Oh, but there's at the end, there's this maltiness that comes through. Yeah. Comes up front, hop, 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 then malty. How you doing? And it's kind and of the vanilla malt, the flavor that Anderson Valley does. Exactly. I'm pointing at Jeff saying, yes, you're right. It's not the same flavor beer by far. But however Anderson Valley gets that vanilla malt flavor, because they said they don't use any vanilla, that malt combination they use is similar to this beer. Mm-hmm. And the color is very similar, too. And uh, unless you're luckier wow. man than I, I don't expect Anderson Valley to tell you how they get that flavor because they won't even tell you what hops they use in their IPA. I heard that the the brewer, or we heard that the brewer there was kind of less than forthcoming about a lot of his things, but uh, they certainly do make good beer. Mm-hmm. The, the place where I go to shop for beer has a whole huge, like, four stacks of cases of winter solstice because it's such a popular uh-huh. beer. Nice. That's awesome. The... um. Remember last week we had the uh, Noel from Jolly Pumpkin, and we had some. I had it, you know, a couple of days later because we had some left over, and I actually enjoyed it more. It, it still had a good carbonation to it, but I enjoyed it more, a lot more a couple of days after I'd really? opened it. Yeah, it was it was strange. I can't remember exactly what I liked about it. I just remember saying, "Wow, I like this a lot." Unless the uh, the beers before the Noel like just wrecked my. I, you know, it's beer. possible because that was well. No, I mean the thing about the. You think about the the Dan Shelton beers, the Shelton Brothers beers. You have to recognize is that none of them were terrible throwaway beers, but none of them were really up to snuff with the kind of beers that we've tasted tonight, or, or we've tasted other nights, it's or just, the other Shelton beers that yeah. we've tasted. So, I just want to point out these things, and maybe if we talk to Dan Shelton again, we can. We had someone to request an interview with Dan, and have him defend what we thought about the beers. I don't know if I'm in that confrontation. It would be uncomfortable, with. that's for sure. I don't, it, it would be good radio. <laughs> if you want to do it, I guess. I, I mean, you know, ask the master, Howard Stern, uncomfortableness makes for great radio. Do you want to do that? Kind of. Part of me does, and part of me doesn't want to. But yeah, I, Jeff just showed me a, um, uh, a coaster, which kind of distracted me great sex brewing how does that get label approval brewed with love consumed with passion that can't get label approval must be just a brew pub maybe it's a brew pub or maybe it's something out of the country i don't know greatsexbrewing.com never heard of the place that's one of the stack coasters gary gave us anyway back to this the topic at hand the dan shelton uh interview well i mean i would love to send a feeler out to him just saying we tried your beers. You can listen to our show. We don't know if you'll be happy with the conclusions. We can't do it, but we'd love to talk to you about it. 
Yeah, I mean, we probably have to give him a heads up that we're going to ask him critically, like why he thinks these beers are good when they tasted like they were just had sugar added and all that stuff. Yeah. But okay, if you want to do it, I'll do it. I just like don't want to have a fight. <laughs> I just want to do the show. I I think that, like I said, I mean, we talked about this on on the post show, and maybe this is more of a post show conversation. So I'll. Listen, listen to the post show, and you'll hear some more on this topic. Right. All right. So this is um, it's interesting because it's it, but the more I drink it, it's just more hoppy, and the hops are starting to pile on the tongue. Right. As I talk to you, and right starting now, to stick. Yeah. As I talk to you right now, I'm getting just this continual bitterness that's emanating from my tongue. You know, it's just it, just sitting there. And that's fine for 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 you know West Coast double IPA. It just it's kind of out of place with the other beers we've had tonight. So Jason Sines writes in, speaking of uh, West Coast IPAs, and he talks about how he just found our show and we're happy that he enjoys it. And he says that he find his he finds himself like me, not going back to the old fallback of years ago and grabbing whatever Stone makes. Thanks for listening to Greg talk about Stone's beer. Though I do love some of their beers, I have reevaluated some of those beers and find myself tasting the sticky nature of the beer and the ten minutes that it stays in your tongue and not liking that as much now. Well, you know, you opened his eyes. And I, wrecked the honeymoon. I opened his eyes, or, or, or you I ruined the honeymoon. I ruined the. <laughs> I did something either good or bad, depending on your your opinion of this sort of subject. But again. I just don't like the stickiness beer so much. We're, we're happy, Jason, you listen, and uh, I'm very happy you agree with me. Let's review real quickly. Okay, yes. We did the uh, Pepper Jack from um, Australia from Jeffrey. We did the Emerson's uh, Crisp Pilsner from New Zealand. The New Glarus Yokel. And the Rock Hard 10 Imperial India Pale Ale from Malchasta. And you know, I'm going to have to give this bottle to Bob Value because it has a rock climber on it. That's He's... right, he loves. Okay, so those are four beers. Pretty easy for me. I'm going to put the new Glarus first. It was that new style, that Keller beer. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm giving it the points because it's unique. I'm going to put the uh, Rock Hard 10 from Mount Shasta number two. Uh Good, good West Coast IPA, and that vanilla hint in there was a nice change of pace. The Emerson's Pilsner was decent, but compared to some of the good American or German Pilsners, it wasn't quite where I want to have it. And the uh, the Pepper Jack was uh, an interesting beer, but it, it just seemed out of balance to me. The, the hops and the malt, very light in the malt, very heavy on the hops. It was it was kind of weird. I definitely agree with you on number one. Number one is definitely the Yokel. That was great. I mean, really, it was delicious. It was sessionable. It was it was everything you kind of want out of a session beer. You know, it have flavor, but not you know, not something that will kind of put you, is off putting. Mm-hmm. It's very drinkable. Just great, real excellent beer. So that's uh, number one in my book. I guess you know I'm thinking about how to order it, and I was thinking about your stuff and. It, it, you kind of said it right. I mean, to me, your order is pretty much my order. Yeah. Uh, Rock Hard 10, Imperial India Pale Ale, I think it's definitely not the winner. I mean, the Yokel was, was definitely the star of the night, but uh, yeah, it's got that vanilla kick to it. It's good. It's, good. it's, it's just, a very it's, good double IPA. I yeah. mean, 
There's nothing wrong with it. It's just the yokel. My Keller beer. I like Keller yeah. beer. Now I'm going to be like, how do I make a Keller beer? Or hey, Scott from East End Brewing, make me a Keller beer. You know, something like that. So. And the Emerson might have been a little bit higher if it was hoppier, because you know I do love a good hoppy pilsner, but it didn't have that. I think it was that it was a little maltier and sweeter than I was looking for in the style, right. and then that that hole that I was describing in the flavor, which I think was from bitterness. Uh, a lack of bitterness. Right. I think, you know, just tweaking that a little bit. But not a bad beer. No, not a bad beer. Good drinker. Uh, and then Pepper Jack is last. Uh, I'm not sure quite about Hard Luck Loser. It's just, it's interesting. No, I think it's, it's... It's just not quite, it's not quite there yet. I don't want to say significantly behind the Emersons, but I mean, it wasn't a neck and neck race for number three. No, no. So. It wasn't. I, it, it was number four, you know, number four with a bullet. <laughs> number four in its own right, for sure. So, there you go. All right, well. It's going to be a short show. It's going to be about 40 minutes. Yeah, a bunch of dead air, too. So, it'll be real short. All right, well, tune into the post show if you want to hear us drink about drink a couple more Gary's beers. We'll talk here. more about the Dan Shelton thing. And by and large, that should be the end of the show. Yeah. 99 next week. I'm gonna party like it's episode 90. You promise there's no more Jesse. That's all for Craft Beer Radio. You can send us feedback to beer at craftbeerradio.com and feel free to send us an audio comment in MP3. The opening and closing music was Out of Towners from the band St. Dragon and was found on the Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Check out craftbeerradio.com for more information. Yeah.